As a disclaimer, the views and comments made during this podcast are our own. We do not represent any entity that we volunteer with or employed by. Automatic podcast where we discuss geopolitics, national security, a bunch of nonsense over beers. We're recording on April seventh, twenty nineteen, in Washington D.C. I'm your host Ryan Young, and joining me this evening is Robert Thomas, uh, Lex Lannister, Kevin Druitt. God <laughs> damn it! <laughs> hey, we haven't done that in a while. Uh, so, <laughs> past with the the title of the uh, the episode is uh, we're doing a basically a spoiler cast for Game of Thrones. Final season starts next week, uh, season eight. Um, and we're kind of going to talk about that stuff in a very geopolitical and strategy way in a really nerd, worse than it already is nerdy way. Yeah. Uh, if you, we should give, give the disclaimer, if you haven't finished the most recent season of Game of Thrones, please, there, there are, there will be spoilers. Or if you haven't read all the books, or you haven't listened to the audiobooks that have all the history and the lore of it, then, uh. If you're not a complete nerd nerd <laughs> like we are. Yeah, then you, you uh. If you have a life. And aren't a DC nerd in particular. Right. Where this is all especially popular. Yeah. But uh, anyway, we'll get to our drinks, which we have, uh, we have a special thing for this. Um, because I couldn't decide which one I wanted Ooh. to try. So Omni Gang Brewery makes um, different Game of Thrones themed beers. These are the two the Total Wine had. <laughs> King in the North and um, what is that? For the Throne. For the Throne. Yeah. The King in the North. This is a Cooperstown brewery in New York. So I think they uh, Yeah. So uh, we, one of them is uh, Imperial Style, the other is um, Golden Ale Co-Fermented with Pinot Grigio and Vigionier. How do you say that again, Rob? Viognier. Viognier. Yeah. Yeah. Rob's fancy. So, uh, <laughs> or I drink too much Virginia wine, but... Little column A, little column B. <laughs> I'll accept both. Pop bottles. Very long. You know what? You can go fuck yourself. Should we uh, cool. talk about something while we're pouring drinks? Well, I, I assume that either of these will be better than the bizarre shiner prickly pear summer seasonal that I was drinking before we started, which like continues to confuse me. Yeah, uh, that was leftover from the Super Bowl party I had. That was a great pour. Look at that. Mm, all the foam. <laughs> yeah, how, how do, you, do you like foam of your beer? Yeah. Well, at least, what was it yesterday we were talking about how if you make if you do a hard pour like that and get all the foam going, it doesn't, um, when you drink it, it doesn't expand so much in your, in your stomach because mm. you're going to get the foam regardless. Oh, was yeah. this, yesterday yeah. when you guys were when and where. This is when and where. When yeah. I ran to you guys at the Hobo Camp Brewery that we were at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, these are the things you learn when you drink next to a you know, shipping container. <laughs> under a bridge. Yeah. Under a bridge. I wasn't there because hey, I was suffering out of my house. taxes like other adult people. I've been your taxes sooner. Listen, because uh, I have no need of so I have no excuse. I didn't get the you last of my need. paperwork until like a week ago. So That's totally my excuse too. <laughs> it's anyway, all broken. Everything's on uh, fire. Let's try the, uh, the... Which one is which? Uh, white one. Well, because like I said, it'd be different. <laughs> the lighter, we'll try the lighter one first. The, uh, oh, the, the, okay. for the, for the, the beverage of the White Walkers. No, That's the wrong one, Lex. Lex <laughs> you poured everything in the wrong cup. You know, Lex Lannister gets to do what he wants. Yeah, yeah, yeah we we Lannisters don't tend to end well. That's really good. I like that. Oh, yeah, it's me like too. A, oh, yeah. It's like a wheat beer kind of. Yeah. Wheat. So... Yeah, um, what would you rank it? Because now we have an app and that we can actually rank beers. So it's not just you know, it's more arbitrary than it was before. Besides, like, mm, yeah. okay, it's good. So it's a, a one to five scale. Wait, but what's seven. the app? Five seven. We need to know. Untapped. You can follow us and see the one other beer we've had on there right now. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, fancy. Fancy. So, so if it's on a five point scale, I'll say a four. Yeah, I give it a four. I'm gonna go five. I'd say four point three, actually. What is jingling? It's um. Mics so welcome I, to the I new just, mics. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's uh because yeah you're the problem is this. I have to figure out a good way to lay out this the setup, and I'm still haven't jingle, done that. Jingle, jingle, yeah, dude. I think it's a sign that the sound system wants more cowbell. I think it's. <laughs> 
No, I know I know what it was. I knew who it was. I was just like probably using up slack. um Yeah, no, there's it's we're crossing our streams here. This is not an ideal. Everything is going to catch on fire. The end is not. I mean, whatever. Yeah, the White Walkers right. are coming. So should we try the second? Spoiler alert. All right, and this is the uh, King of the North. Mm. Um, Peril style. This is 12%. Mm. It's got a nice yeah, smell to it. This tastes, like, this tastes like a Russian Imperial Stout. It's good. I like it. I will just like to note that uh, Ooh, I am really drinking good. that out of the souvenir mug that one friend got me that has been held hostage for three years. By two other friends, and I finally recovered in a daring mission oh. called Brunt. Oh. <laughs> oh, so you didn't you didn't actually pay the ransom? You went in there and you, you know, yeah. got it done. It That's was good. it was retrieved with no money changing hands. Rob doesn't okay. negotiate with terrorists. Yeah. All right, what do we uh, think of that one? Um, four and a half. I would give that a four. Damn, Rob. Four again. Yeah, I really, I actually, I like. I, Imperial Stouts. What's the ABV in these? That this one's one tasting uh, very strong. Uh, so the the uh, the Imperial the King of the North is twelve and a half. Oh, this, oh okay. Yeah, and this is ten. And the other one's I think nine. Oh, wow. oh really? Oh wow. Yeah. So uh, Ryan's trying to get you drunk. I mean, uh, what else is new? Yeah, I mean, duh. <laughs> That's why we show up on this podcast is the free booze. So. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, expensive beer. Like Ryan's slightly in the red right now. Our sponsorships haven't come through. Listen, guys, the, it's, we're gonna make it. It's gonna be fine, okay? We, <laughs> guys, guys. Once, H, once HBO picks us up, we'll uh, yeah, yeah, we'll do like we'll be the After Thrones podcast. <laughs> At least <laughs> that should be really funny. The official yeah. After Hours podcast of Game of Thrones. Oh uh, yeah, no. <laughs> the guide this week on Game of Thrones podcast. Every new character dies. <laughs> Kevin, you sounded a little bit creepy there. But, He's uh, for his after yeah, hours. but um, yeah. <laughs> I think what we're, what we're gonna do and we'll post up later in the week because um, somebody forgot the uh, the sheet that had the Deadpool list. Yeah, yeah. Might have been Kevin. Everyone's uh, gonna die. It's fine. No, no, yeah, no, there is an option for that. At the bottom is it's at the bottom is uh, the de- army of the dead wins, <laughs> everyone dies. You can check that. That guy could be your your Are pick. Are we doing a grand prize? Oh, no, or... Yeah, I think we'll like we'll get, like put like like five bucks in and buy like some bottle or something. I'm pretty sure the army of the dead isn't going to win. The entire planet is going to catch on fire and or explode. Global warming got it. It turns out it was all a dream. What is that, Lost? It's just like Lost, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think that was Lost didn't make any sense. I mean, I, never, I, never I think it. it was I more was like a, a hallucination in purgatory. I don't know. It was very strange. Yeah, it was it very was. confusing. But anywho, uh, Game of Thrones. So, um, basically, we're going into season eight. Um... It's been a long time coming because uh, you know when was the last time an episode came out? Twenty seventeen. Many moons ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, waited a long fucking time Wait, for this. Yeah. Were there really no episodes last year? Nope. Right. Yeah. Damn. Winter. I guess winter has come. I guess between like two Star Wars movies and you know between the Expanse and like a couple other shows there were. We had enough chaos. We, had enough dysfunction dysfunction we, we made it. We made we, it. We had enough nerd. <laughs> we had enough nerd content in between that we almost didn't know. So. <laughs> Also, enough casualties in terms of the bizarre drama of DC. Yeah, so. which is in many ways even more the clown car. Yeah, <laughs> even more tragic. Yeah, because you know it's real. Yeah, clown tricycle. Uh, thank you very much. Anywho, so who's gonna win and why? Like, so, so basically, the the combined army that's now in the north, or the army of the dead led by the Night King. Uh, so I would, I would hypothesize that in fact, uh, all of the main characters die. Uh, Cer- Cer- or Cersei, yeah, Cersei wins. Syria wins. Yeah, Syria Cersei wins because she's the last one. Yeah, because she, she's, we already know she's like deviously plotting and because George R. R. Martin, Martin would definitely want a bad guy to win, but not the dead people. But then she gets killed by a coup and... It becomes democracy and everyone's happy. And this, isn't, this is Game of Thrones, so, it's not the Arab Spring. <laughs> that, that one also didn't get it. Crucial flaw in your analysis, Kevin. The show is not being written by Martin anymore. Yeah. And he's still in the background as a creative force, but they've gone their own way. Yeah. And they also told, uh, he kind of hinted at the end to the two showrunners, like years and years ago, in case 
mm-hmm. died yeah. or never finished the book. Mostly in case he died. Mostly. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Which, to be fair, will probably happen before he finishes. Yeah. What I think is going to happen is I think John is going to have to sacrifice Daenerys. <laughs> and, then, and then, or it's either that or he has to trade places with the Night King, who I think is uh, a Stark. The guy that they turned into the Night King originally. Well, yeah, I mean, that blonde and, and, fucking and, but guy. There must be a... <laughs> What blonde guy? Like, like in the show, they they they, they show like when the um the show in the forest actually do it. He was blind. Blonde. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, there goes a hole in my argument. Yeah. No, I, I I'm pretty sure <laughs> blonde I, hair is I, a I think hole that in your just, argument. That could that could have just been a casting choice. I think it's pretty. There's a lot of hints that go around that are saying the Night King is a an ancient Stark, and there's some sort of like connection between the White Walkers and Stark blood. That's why they're so. Different. But John's not a Stark. Yes, he is. He's a part part. He's half Stark, half Targaryen. Yeah, but uh, Stargaryen. But from the uh, the male set, or the paternalistic uh, structure of Westeros, uh, he would be inheriting his father's but, name. But so looks, aside from Kevin like being the prime advocate of the Salic Law, <laughs> <laughs> well, I will. Lord I will say. Manor, I will say this. I don't have a decisive prediction on how the whole thing will end. But I do think that what's almost inevitable, given everything about how the show has been set so far, is that there's going to be a dramatic conflict where the army of the living seems to have the upper hand and then gets fucked over by Cersei trying to play her own games and having a conflict with the other, you know... Non dead and or frozen leaders yeah. uh, in play. What, what, uh, I think that's an inevitable plot point. Yeah. Let's break down like the you know both sides really because like so the army that's down in the north you know the living is uh, you know you have Dothraki, you have you know uh, the Unsullied, the Northern Army, whatever's left of the Night's Watch. <laughs> Handful of wildlings. There wasn't much by the start of the show. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> it was already bad enough, and then also. Uh, you know the uh, dragon glass weapons mm. and handful of Valyrian um, uh, swords, and so, which every time you see, like you know, I feel like every White Walker is always surprised, like, oh shit, they have something that can kill me, fuck, and they're dead. Like they can't fight with shit. They're not like well, they, <laughs> every episode, they rest on has, their laurels. Who has a Valyrian sword who's had ignored? John, Jamie, uh, Brienne, else? Brienne. Mm. Uh, Sam Tarly has one. Yeah, he doesn't use we, it because he know, sucks. We don't know if he has it yet. No, no, you know, you know, you know, we know he stole it. Yeah, he he's going to turn it into bullets for an Uzi. It's going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and then uh, Arya has a dagger. Oh, she does have a dagger, yeah. Um, I don't yeah. She's so they're gonna at least going to the Night King. They're at least going to take three or four between, you know, three or four each. So, White Walkers. I don't know if this necessarily has anything to do with, uh, the, ult, the end battle, but I think Arya is going to get killed. At, she's going to, like, you know, survive, and then she's going to get killed by the guy from the battle. What's the uh, Jack and Hagar? Yeah, the, the faceless men. The faceless men. Yeah, I think that he, seems I, too easy. No, I also I feel like he was like chill for leaving. He's like, yeah, whatever. There's also a theory that the faceless <laughs> men are in some way since they're they worship death, yeah. and the army of the of death and the dead is coming south, that um, they're kind of the ones pulling the strings behind that, uh, and they're kind of t- supposing their their idea is they they call death the gift. So we're gonna when they say we're gonna give the gift to this person, it means they then assassination contract has been taken out mm-hmm. so what would be better than to give the gift to everybody for an organization like that also so, it's an arms tree for you um, no, arms tree for you yeah. so it's don't, you know it's like a drink the kool-aid <laughs> yeah it's like <laughs> basically it's like well everyone should die but <laughs> yeah lots but, of tinfoil here but <laughs> but 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 that raised a key dynamic if we want to talk about balance of forces and strategic strengths and weaknesses key thing here people keep talking in terms of westeros and that's one continent with one set of players and Mm. forces involved if we're talking about a grand like climactic apocalyptic battle for the survival of the world at some point in that process it's probably not just like the equivalent of well like North America and South America fucked up, and Africa, Asia, and Australia, and Europe all did their own thing, and it was fine. Like, eventually you're going to get players and forces from across the sea involved. Yeah, there's been a lot of bad writing in the 
recent seasons, I think, basically saying like, oh, uh, White Walkers can't swim, so they didn't have, they didn't anybody have, on an island or away, it's, I mean, oceans, fleets, can, oceans can freeze. And fleets can and, fast travel. Yeah, and, you know. Also ice dragons. Also ice dragons, so. Yeah, so. <laughs> is the Burfosi fleet going to be involved, or the. Well, I mean, at this point, know, at this point, it's. it's the Lantis it's, gonna, No, it, 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 it just, it's just Westeros is dealing with this at this point, um, just to kind of make, I guess, make it simpler. I mean, like in the grand scheme, of what's going to happen action season eight? Not like what we think would we appeal have, to make it very well. What actual conflict in a story setting or in the real world really plays out in a vacuum of outside powers and players? That's true. That that never happens. Yeah. And I even even with how much of the action is focused on Westeros, there are too many characters with ties to Essos and too many things that they've set up in Essos for it to be a situation where there would be some sort of apocalypse for Westeros in which Essos doesn't become involved. And let's not forget the big Chekhov's gun that's coming in, the Golden Company is being ferried, the best sellsword company in Essos is being ferried, so, so they're going to have some role to play. Yeah. I hardly think they're going to be the only, I mean, the Iron Bank has a lot at stake backing Cersei, so... Yeah, but I mean, again, they, they mean... Most people aren't going to believe that shit's real until it's like too late. I mean, that's the thing. That's why they have to they have to go steal the one uh, white, you know, and bring him down. It's like Man Bear Pig. Yeah, he's out there though. <laughs> but, the, <laughs> but the issue of the of the White Walkers and the Army of the Dead isn't coming in a context where everyone else in the world assumes things are hunky dory. Over in Westeros, and everything is stable. Well, it's obviously and not. Fine, it's been, it's been a war for any... how many years now? Right, but but the point is, there's there are interests in and attention to the conflicts and players there from elsewhere. So even if people are confused or unsure about exactly what's going on. There's going to be a tension. We're not, we're not going to see fuck all from Essos. But is this... Is, yeah. In the, in is, the season. There's six more episodes. Is there enough time no, to address that? I think in the, if George R. R. Martin ever finishes the books, you're 100% going to see... Oh, yeah. That's a different animal. The, es, the Essos um, contingents involved. Yeah. because it, like, it's, it's a question. Is there enough screen time? There won't be. Like, it's like six yeah. episodes. I mean, I mean, that'd be cool, but it's like, they're not going to like do it. like two hours, though? Yeah, so it's like, going to be up yeah. to like... Yeah, I mean, I mean, still, I think like the most they I think shove a lot of shit in there. Yeah. I think, I think, they do. I think yeah. the most they're gonna get from Essos no is the yeah. Golden Company, who uh, is not gonna be read, led by John Connington. Who's gonna be led by Harry Strickland? Who it is in? Yeah, who it is in the book? And yeah. John's like, so John Connington is uh in the book is basically this former hand of the king and like great friend of Rhaegar. He's had supposedly like the surviving son of Rhaegar, which. We have not seen any of that in the, in the show. Is, whose name is Aegon Targaryen, which in the show, that's Jon Snow's actual name. Oh, so. yeah. yeah, so they, they can't rid of that. So it, so it means that Harry Strickland's going to basically, like, it's it's going to go not like, okay, there could be this betrayal kind of thing with the Golden Company. It's going to be like, oh, we're going to fight for you because you're paying us. And, like, the Golden Company's the most professional military force in the world, probably. They're mercs. Yeah, but like, like legitimate mercs. They're like, they're like Blackwater. They're, they're also, no, I say legitimate. They're also related <laughs> to exiles who are so they're heavy knights and trained mm-hmm. men at arms. And so, but, so I think Ryan raises an interesting point though, which is if you look at European history, which is a, a key frame of reference yeah. for the books and show, you had a long period in the post-Roman imperial history of Europe where no one really had genuinely professional armies except for mercenary companies. Yeah. And Byzantines. And, and I mean like the... But even they but, Until the theme system. Well, yeah. well, and even they were only sporadically involved in most of Europe uh, after the collapse yeah, of the Western yeah. Empire. They, they were more engaged in the like very Eastern Mediterranean yeah, exactly. and Middle East. But, but anyway, I mean, like, our military ranks today are, in professional militaries, are tied to those of professional mercenary companies in uh, medieval, in medieval Europe. <laughs> no, in the high, yeah, in the high Middle Ages during, yeah. like, the yeah. Hundred Years' War when you had these, yeah, these companies were kind of, it was cheaper for them, for 
the kings and queens of Europe and for the Italian states to hire these companies to just fight their wars for them. Well, and and you you have definitely legitimate concerns about the loyalty and staying power of yeah. mercenary groups. I mean, Machiavelli was big on writing about this, but when you don't have professional militaries in a society, the gulf in skill and tactical and strategic capability between a professional force of any kind mm -hmm. relative to these are a bunch of landlords and serfs that we gave swords and sticks to <laughs> yeah. is is just extraordinary. I mean, that's the big thing with the Spartans in ancient Greece, too. It's not that the Spartans were actually mythically skillful. It's just that by having a professional military that drilled regularly, they were just a massive cut above what? their neighbors. Listening eight packs. I mean, death that, packs. Too, that too. That yeah. too. <laughs> Not six packs, eight packs. Eight packs. Well, Important it, distinction. Yeah. Well, it's like the Macedonians. Like, that's how they had the first like, real professional army. Like, oh yeah, we're going to build everyone from scratch. But it wasn't like crazy and culture how, like Spartan was. For, during the Roman Republic, it was the same because you had basically they were citizen, arm, or citizen armies. They would take yeah. up you know, mm. spears for a while. They would take up spears and shields for a while, and then it transitioned to a more professional, professional yeah. system. Well, and then yeah, I mean, around, where, around Marius. Where, where Marius would, and Sulla which, were the which, big players you changed. Which had been kind of going on, you know, piecemeal. But they're the ones who really changed it and made the 25-year enlistment yeah. system. Well, and that changed Roman society yeah. dramatically. And we're getting off track, so returning. But I do think there are interesting patterns there like if you talk about now one thing that the show has been concerned with is systems of government and approaches to government. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean I like I I've paid some attention to this a nerd plug here. I literally wrote a book chapter on ethical dilemmas in in Game of Thrones. Uh, and a big part of what what they focus on in some sections of the series is a set of questions about justice and foreknowledge in leadership and how structures and institutions of government versus personal judgment play into those things. Is it better to those have are, like a, you know, enlightened despot or some sort of representation? Well, or, Aristotle or, would argue that, uh, you can't. You shouldn't have the best man. You should have, you know, the better man. I, I mean, that's not the exact well, quote, but I mean, Aristotle's pitch was for a mixed government, yeah, basically, yeah. which you could see playing out in the mess, yeah, uh, in the show eventually. But but there's clearly some engagement with these questions of who governs, how do they govern, what do they govern for, and how do aspects of society economics and military activity reflect that and you talk about how the show is going to end how this big battle is going to end what's not at stake or what's at stake excuse me is not just the question of oh will the living defeat the dead what's at stake is also who's going to govern what and how in depends the wreckage who, of that yeah depends so, who doesn't die and also like what is the, the true responsibility of the ruler is it to change things for the better or is it to keep things from spiraling down and getting worse than they are and i think you have kind of the daenerys um cersei dynamic is that cersei has no qualms about changing things for the better making but she thinks that you know her only her, her only her power is keeping things from the abyss whereas daenerys comes in with this almost revolutionary mindset of coming in and, ch and changing Lisa. things for the better yeah until she wants to go to murder until yeah and Tyrion's like hey so calm down she has to fight against her you know fire and blood mentality which is tip which is more has more in common with Cersei so Cersei is the realist and Daenerys is the liberal I I so so no I think there's a key so a key difference here I think so if you want to talk about Machiavellian realism like which is like pure realism of any sacrifice, any compromise for the good of the society, Cersei is not a Machiavellian. She is a selfish narcissist yeah. 
who has a lot of psychological problems yeah. tied into that. It's, it's so weird. I, it's like, I, I, there's someone else. I can't think of who their name is. Who cares about herself and her power and her family, which is now uh, her brother, who is estranged, and an unborn child, which, uh, that's yeah. it. That's all and, she cares about. Yeah, so she, she doesn't have a systematic interest in the broader community, uh, whereas... Whereas you could see Daenerys as more of a classical Machiavellian in some sense of yeah, yeah. willing to to break some eggs to make the omelet of, of keeping the society safe and secure. But she also has her weaknesses and judgment, her emotional she's, she's her like emotional swings like any other human yeah. being. Well, not, not just an idealist, but she's a human being, and human beings have Stop. emotional complications too. Yeah. Which, so a sociopath like Cersei, it's not so big, as big well, of well, well, you know, with, with Daenerys, it's like she's had experience ruling. She had Meereen, and that like mostly turned out well at the end. Like it, it was a lot of Tyrion's uh, work and that kind of, but also her, you know, bringing the stick when it was needed. Whereas so, Cersei had pro- had proximity to power. She sort of loaned the ropes away, but she never really had any real she, tra- she, until, she killed everyone with actual governing. Yeah, agents. until there was no one left. Well, it's like she she tries to be like Tywin, but she's just not. Yeah. So I want to point out that there's actually like now that we talk about this, there they sort of represent two contrasting styles of governance uh, and like sort of where the power comes from. So with Cersei, it's like the power comes from strength and top down, whereas Daenerys is pursuing a more like she wants to get the, the popular support. She wants to. I mean, obviously she's she wants to rule, but. Her philosophy is more like legitimacy comes from the people, so really it is more of a like and a Lockean or more Hobbesian. One of my favorite like uh, one of my favorite scenes from last season was the scene where Cersei was making her pitch to the minor and somewhat major lords. Randall Tarley was chief among them yeah. about and and everything, and she was she went into this diatribe trashing Cersei, but nothing she she said was wrong. She crucified a bunch of nobles. She burned. Astapor, she yeah. did it. She brought Dothraki and and you know who are gonna Sacrifice. slave and rape and all kinds of things. So nothing she said was slander. She just presented it in a way that you know this is somebody Benefit who her. this mm. is somebody who um, is here. Oh, it obviously benefits her side, but like this so is perspective somebody here. Perspective matters in politics. Perspective matters. Shocking. Yeah, it's like also it's like you're bringing. Oh, yeah, it's like look, she's bringing all these foreign invaders. Yeah, that's Barbarians. what she's doing. She, she's the invader, just she's like She's bringing before. a group of people, the Dothraki, who have a reputation for killing and raping and destroying Killing everything they come across. And then a slave army, which is the unsolved. a slave army of, yeah. Yeah, it's like, they aren't anymore, which but... Is, that's, and that's the big reason why a lot of... I mean, Cersei has as much backing as she does. Right? Well, and I think a crucial element of that is that those claims, as, as, you, as you pointed to, Lex, they aren't false. Yeah. They're just context dependent and somewhat outdated right because she has steered the dothraki to a more responsible approach she has freed the slaves in her army yeah. and made and well, made them also, she's also willing participants well, she's even and t- let yeah. those who don't want to participate go live their own lives but there's actual history for her critics to draw right. on and she's even tamed the ironborn I was just I was, I was gonna make she's the point. She's even yeah. had them. She's come to the. She's had <clears> them <throat> basically them? say, "Okay, we're gonna give up this, you know, raiding and pillaging mindset." And that's what, um, in the last episode, Theon says to his uh, his little squad of exiles, saying, "You know, we we uh, our queen uh, gave her word that we wouldn't do this kind of raiding and pillaging anymore." So there, yeah, it's totally context dependent, but it's it's just interesting that like you can make your pitch that's in a way that's totally on your side of things, but, um, you, and you don't have to lie. But I, I, so I think there's something really interesting there. Yeah. Getting everyone around dealing with the threat of the army of the undead relies on getting them to understand what that is. And in an environment where you have such normalcy, of talking about how inhuman and dangerous and evil other groups are, sometimes validly, sometimes in exaggerated ways, 
it's hard to get people to take that seriously as something other than the norm. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. It's a boy who cried wolf. Oh, an army coming to like kill and everyone they come across. Wow, that's oh, so, new. so new. So new. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think I think the the best thing about the show, which is why I got into, because I really don't like fantasy stuff for the most part, was because you know from the beginning they're like, oh yeah, like, there's these stories of like White Walkers and these. Monsters and stuff. Like, it's Mag- like thousands of years. Magic is peripheral. It's like yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like oh, it's not real. It's bullshit. It's like oh my god, it's real. Holy shit. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, that's. I mean, that's the other thing. Is like magic doesn't. There is magic in this world, but like it's mostly just it's, fairy tales uh, for the most part, and it's and tangential. It's, it's coming together with the like with the dark and scary realities of human nature that we've been dealing yeah. with the entire time, and now so, it's, I mean, there's the supernatural. Because basically, <laughs> basically the Night King is just like a, uh, a weapons project a, developed by the Children, the javelin, Children of the Forest who just like went wrong. A javelin gold, gold medalist. <laughs> yeah. You can call him Trinity. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. the best anti-air defense system that <laughs> yes. he doesn't have. <laughs> well, but really... Yeah, no, seriously, that, that is just like the military-industrial complex of the Children of the Forest just <laughs> yeah. going haywire. And oh god, yeah, we should like, not have contracted this out. To it's the like Skynet, <laughs> but like a, like a, a white guy with like supernatural powers. The worst part is like people. I've had all the same thoughts about it. It was I'm like, God damn, we're a bunch of nerds. What I like, <laughs> yes, what, I don't. It's it's tempting to see the White Walkers because we've had no, they haven't had a single line yet. Um, as just this mindless army that's intent on killing everybody. But it seems to me like there's some kind of deeper. Well, I mean, I mean they, they, they're, they're clearly not mindless, and no. that's one of the interesting and things they is they haven't explained or displayed like what's the what the what the motives are, yeah. but they've depicted them in a way that's not like a mindless horde of zombies. Yes, yeah. they other lured shows. Daenerys up with the dragon so they could take one. They let John go at hard home when he probably could have just frozen the sea and walked out and killed everyone. I mean, so, may, I may, may, some... maybe, maybe it's like, I, I don't want to give them that much credit, but it's like they definitely, their objective things is just, it, uh, <laughs> fine, we'll see. Lex who's... is not holding his punches. Yeah, well, we'll see who's right. But uh, no, I, I think it's just... Until a white walker throws an ice javelin into Ryan. Yeah. And then it melts and there's no, there's, there's no DNA evidence. <laughs> <laughs> it's an effective weapon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, ice weapons. I mean, no, it's like, because like... He fell onto a pile of ice javelins. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's strange yeah. just oh, happening. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should really be more careful. The White Walkers are actually a communist now. <laughs> Russian communism. Yeah, everyone's us. <laughs> Make everyone like me. Yeah. But I mean, I, I think like their objective really, I mean, it's, it could, I mean, who knows how it could be because they were created because, you know, shown on the force, like, well, why'd you create we're them? We're desperate. Yeah, because yeah, we're fighting man because man shows up and destroys everything. Like, we do. We do yeah. our best. Yeah. Yeah. And now... Kill it on believers. Yeah, just... <laughs> Just this army of two like, conquistadors, but it just it just comes as too simple to for these guys to be just a bunch of like, you know, a Chernobyl effect, a kind of like experiment gone wrong, mindless killing machine. I don't. There's got to be not mindless. That's that's well, the, yeah. the no, crucial not, thing. Not, there's yeah. intentionality. Well, it, whatever is whatever is unintelligible there. There's clearly intentionality. Yeah. What if we don't like we don't they know didn't much about them, like they never like uh, when the Night's Watch went north in the. Uh, uh, Lord Commander Mormon led them north. They wiped out the Night's Watch. They didn't go in and and take it. I mean, they nipped at the heels of the Wildlings, Mance Raider's army, but they never. They could have just gone in and taken everybody out. I feel like they didn't because they wanted them to come south. And well, well we well, know they've been building an army for decades. Well, I think I think I think mostly years. I think I mean yeah I think they're irrational. Like we won't win this. We'll lose more troops than we'll gain. I think they, I think because Mance Raider's army was fucking enormous so yeah. i think i think at that point there was just no they're like no it's not worth trying to go do this yet it's not it's not the right time i mean they're, they're strategically smart no idea what their objective is besides you know kill everyone it's what, like the it, night king wants to sit on the iron throne i doubt who cares i don't know i doubt yeah. no yeah it's, it's just like it's just <laughs> yeah but they're also not the only player in the game whose intentions are unclear who matter dramatically you can bracket aside all kinds of theological questions in Game of Thrones, but one thing that's been very explicitly demonstrated is that whatever shape this takes, whatever the the reality of it is, there's something going on with some of the religious traditions. The gods and are real. At, at least, at, some, at least some of them. The one true god. And, and are active <laughs> players in this. <laughs> Who are far from disinterested. 
when Rob kills Ryan, when his dead man never dies. Well, no, 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 no. I mean, him at the stake. Sacrifice to the Lord of Light. I mean, Ryan's quotation from the show is is appropriate. So I want to point out something else that I've noticed is uh, that I just thought about is so a lot of this, this war and like not like excluding the White Walkers thing. So this war has led to like devastation, like and significant economic loss amongst like the lower classes, and we don't really like see. It. We've seen some of it, but there's yeah. a lot less. There's a lot less of like the seeing like how everyone's been impacted by this, how like the average peasant, which we assume makes yeah. up the majority of the people. Well, you remember the highest and the armies. Remember, yeah. remember the high sparrow and all those fanatics until they blow up. Yeah, and you you look at the army, the northern <laughs> army that Rob Stark led south, and now the scattered remains of the soldiers that make up the northern houses. So yeah, so so I was yeah. gonna like point out like a lot of the houses have been killed, so the the serfs under them are no longer being ruled by them, and so. One of the, like, this is, might be a transformational issue for Westeros if they manage to defeat the White Walkers is, like, a lot of these, the people that were previously, like, the peasants depended on for security no longer exist. They're kind of learning to defend themselves. So, really, returning to the status quo of, like, pre-Game of Thrones, you know, the pre-Game of Thrones, you know, time frame where it was, like, the peasants, def- the peasants have essentially, I mean, we saw a little bit with the Brotherhood, like, yeah, they have a religious, like, element to it, but... But they are, in fact, like a group of you know everyone from peasants to lords, all sort of fighting together, um, and you see a, a sort of flattening of the hierarchical structure in many places. And I, I think a lot of a lot of the lower classes won't be able to go back to or won't want to go back to the. the well, I, I mean, I think maybe like, yeah, okay, socialists, but like no, I'm just saying. Yeah, no, the people are wrong. The peasants. Uh, I think I think we'll just do. I think what we will see is a shift and, in. And sure, and for uh, yeah. King <laughs> yeah, he's weirdly in it at some point. But uh, so Ryan's not endorsing AOC. No. Um, AOC, honestly, AOC has the most in common with uh, the High Sparrow. Yeah, I know. Bernie Sanders. Yeah. No, no. The 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 Ice King Wait, or the the, the High Sparrow and Bernie Sanders aren't the same person. The night, no, Bernie Sanders is the Night King, <laughs> trying to spread his zombie ideology. To anyway, the, anyway, no, no, it, it's a lot alike. I, I think, I think the thing will be you have a shift in leadership. It's like, like you've seen, like you know, you have the second brothers, you know, the third kid, you know, whoever else is taking over. So I think we have a shift in leadership, especially those houses we were taking. I mean, like, there will be like strategic shifts, like because uh, you know, House Ty- uh, Tyrell is gone, Martell is gone too. Yeah, and we haven't even talked about. I, I think. The central character in this, who I think has been overlooked, is uh, Mr. Google Search Weirwood.net himself, Bran Stark. Um, you mean the great? You mean the greatest inter- <laughs> like, intelligence? Like, wait, he's a sand. Oh no, wait! I found this thing that said they were actually married. Can you look that up? <laughs> oh yeah, so he's actually legitimate. Bran Bra- Bra- is part part the best intelligence apparatus in the world. He's also the also laziest. Part, also part internet. <laughs> yeah, but I think he's the one. But really, though, I mean, like John, internet John in so Snow, many ways. John Snow and Daenerys, prince and princess, that was promised. I think that's all there and relevant. But I think the one that the Night King is coming south for is the Three Eyed Raven. So just, just yeah, big, just big threat, big threat. Yeah. Side big note, threat. side note. Can we make reference to how uncomfortably the show has shifted? To make incest? people more comfortable with incest than they oh, were yeah. at the beginning. Oh, yeah. They're just an ant the Lannisters. <laughs> incest yeah. is wincest. Oh, it's, like, I mean, it's come that's out, very, come out very uncomfortable. <laughs> and also, the voice you said it in was very. <laughs> incest is wincest, everyone. Ugh. Kevin, stop creeping everyone out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You're not helping. Yeah, but no, it's like, oh, it's they're just aunt, uh, it's an aunt and nephew. Like, so it's fine. Boating on the boat. It's your, We're on a boat. Whatever. There's a long press. Because the implication. Semi incest and incest. And they can basically be the Ptolemy. This is incest light. Or even this like. Isn't even, yeah. you know, it's under not, 100 calories. It's not brother sister like Under 100 calories. Jackets. White Walker, Weight Watchers. Skinny girl vodka. Anyway. So. <laughs> hey, it's the show, man. Just yeah, I mean, it's what it is. Yeah. I mean, so destroying our society, but that's how they keep the Targaryen blood, and that's why they can control dragons is because this mm. looks that there's some gene in the Valyrian. But we also if know only the Ptolemies had dragons, then the Romans wouldn't have eaten them up. They would. Yeah. But if the <laughs> Romans had dragons, 
it'd be a better world. I feel like the Romans still would have killed dragons, but like, yeah, my thought. Yeah. yeah, they killed everything else, so why not dragons? The gladiatorial arena was a messy place. Okay, mm. so with dragons, so do they still have air superiority because they have two dragons? I mean, Drogon's bigger than Viserion. Yeah, but Viserion's like undead dragon. So I don't know how Viserion's that works. Viserion's undead dragon, and yeah, he's basically just a robot now. But right? it, whereas it, the dragons themselves have emotions and feelings and they have individual personalities they're like big and like you know i can do what i want to do fuck you well, whereas I, this one is just like a machine now yeah well yeah, that's true but it's like you know how they're all, they're all really sensitive to fire it's like is he really sensitive to you know like opposite it, fire also, is it cold fire or is i don't it, know is it's it blue just fire blue flame oh, is blue or fire like, just I mean, really hot fire it's just broken ice wall yeah so it's got to be hot right it's, it's like blue fire so just hot. really hot like just hot fire <laughs> spitting some hot fire <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I think um, that's going to be a big issue with a lot of the uh, the operation, like the military situation. Is now you have so the good guys have two dragons, the bad guys have we a assume, dragon. Because the dragon that went down is named after uh, Viserys, right? He's already fish. So and he was like the, the dumb. <laughs> that. He's like the bad sibling. Yeah. Um, John is probably going to ride the one named after his father, right? Rhaegal. Rhaegal. Yeah. So two verse one, and then Drogon. You, you have then, twice the air superiority, but well, it then doesn't Dro- matter. And then Drogon's like you know, you know the F twenty two. He's a big giant motherfucker. It's like, it's like Israeli F fifteens. Israeli F fifteens versus Syrian MIGs. Like well, the ideal would be to hit them while they're still on the ground. Yeah. But also, it's like we saw their anti air was really fucking effective. Like we mentioned yeah, earlier, he's yeah. like he threw a javelin, first shot, hit him. It's like, huh. Well, maybe the Night King is the only one who can so, throw javelins so, like that. So to be. <laughs> To be clear, though, part of the problem there was that it was an incredibly poorly executed oh, yeah. tactical expedition there. It was Extraction, man. totally off-the-cuff, erratic. That was a situation that was, that was kind of a like frantic rescue operation, it's which those tend in any situation to go very it poorly. It turned into Black Hawk Down pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it was, it, it was, yeah, it, yeah. It was Westerosi Black Hawk yeah. Down. We well, know you're voting for King Ares. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, like, you see that, you're just like, okay, now they're trying to adjust tactics. They're like, okay, well, stay away from the guys, you know, the, the guys all in white because they can maybe take down a dragon. Well, we've also seen that, particularly depending on the players involved, the Westerosi are learning their way around ballistic weaponry. Also, yeah, they've got the scorpion. Oh yeah, Kyburn's made. Yeah, they've got the fact that I mean, honestly, Kyburn is such a weird. Oh character. my god! <laughs> when he was looking at the the hand, the animated hand, just like it. Oh, yeah. he is anyway, so. But the I hope he dies I mean, so much. The White Walkers I'm themselves. Sure I mean, one of them got killed, like in uh, they've. Several of them have been killed in duels with people like Jon Snow and whoever. And well, one, the, one of them was killed by Sam with a knife yeah. in his back. So these guys He's are not... He's a bad guy. And maybe the Night King is something a little different. Thanks, Kevin. But the rest of them are clearly super soldiers, but they're not invincible well, in the way, well, in well, the way well, the dragons well, are not And they're invincible. cocky. Yeah, cause yeah they're cocky. Yeah, because yeah, Valyrian Steel gets them, and then also Dragonglass too, does Dragon too. And they, too yeah. they have a ton of it now because of what they brought up. So and, like, yeah. it, it'll be... It, we'll see mm-hmm. how well the human wave... Like just like the Iranians yeah. and yeah, <laughs> the Iran Iraq War, yeah. just run people at because like it's the uh, the Soviet strategy. Well, because it's not hard home, which is you know, which was it was a good, you know, uh, well enough designed and uh, protected area, but it was made out of wood, not and stone was, walls and, like Winterfell. And, and it was just it was a refugee camp that was attacked. It was not a fortified. It was not. There was like one little wood wall. But yeah. that was a massacre. That wasn't a battle. So yeah. we'll yeah. see how we have yet to see how they fare. Well, that, then, then you you have you, you have the Lannister army coming yeah. up, which is like a legit army. It's mm-hmm. like the best funded. Wait, no, but they're not. Coming no, they're out. not. It's just no, no, no. Jamie. Oh, Jamie's bringing the army with him. Oh, no, I don't think so. Uh, no, no, think so. Now that's an interesting question. Like, what happens there? Because, I mean, Jamie, Jamie's clearly bought into the importance of a unified front on yeah. this. Mm-hmm. I think he's and yeah. well, the question is, got I mean, like. Like many historical figures, I think he's got enough reputation to get some 
buy-in from soldiers. Yeah, well, that's to, that's to what I'm, I I don't know what his like. Does he have the legitimacy? I mean, I don't think he's well. He's not as savvy as Cersei is. I, and it, it, she oh, is also the queen. So she also holds the, the orders from her. She also has the power of the purse. Well, and don't forget, a lot of these yeah. guys fight. Well, well the, he's like the, the, the mercenaries, she, not so much the uh, the more feudal soldiers. Well, yeah. well, they still. Who I mean, they still can get lands and titles. Well, he, yes, well, yes, but it depends on whether like they're bought off to not. We also didn't see Cersei tell them mm-hmm. not to go because basically he's like, all right, cool, they, what's, but what's he, going? He was riding up by off by himself. He didn't have well, the, he the jo- Lannister armor because he was joining up with him. Like he, I, I feel, uh, I feel like, I feel like no way. There's no way he steals her army from him. I feel like from, there. I feel like, I think, I feel like there would be a parts. Not even. Like, you think like you think he's yeah. not allied to her because they haven't of some deep bond, but they haven't really like gone it's into all about the money. They they haven't like in the books. There's a you they go through like the makeup of the Lannister armies and the various houses that go into it. They haven't had time to do that in the show context, so it's basically just the Lannister army. So I think they're either going or they're not, and I don't think they are. But what I think we do are. know is that she's she's a leader who is kind of dropped on top of the situation not one who has built up personal yeah. loyalty over time or inherited it from a structured mechanism of succession but like so i but i i would wonder that too is and maybe that we're getting a little too deep to like the level of like in like investment george I mean, r martin's doing put a into whole this. episode on a fictional show so but <laughs> but cross that bridge but yeah, I, I think i think a while ago I think you've you've touched touched on an interesting point is like the the sort of buy in from the mil, like the Lannister I'm putting in my air quotes uh, a Lannister army here um, is like yeah Cersei doesn't really have the loyalty I mean maybe she does through like economic like through buying them off and she did get a significant influx of gold recently but more importantly what but she doesn't what, have what's their real loyalty. strength now because I mean the rear guard got completely wiped out by the dragons in the last into the dragons yeah. and the Dothraki. Um, what which more show a I mean, lot yeah, about the how best, air superiority they, can be applied. Exactly. Yeah. They're the best funded Westerosi force, but are they even if they all went up would a, a, as Cersei says in the show, would we really make a difference where the northerners and the unsullied and the knights of the vale and the dragons couldn't yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think they're I th- I think there will be a contingent that the last army that goes. I think I don't think Jamie's gonna just show by himself. Yeah, because then that because a that like one that's in red flags immediately like oh Cersei's gonna be a fucking asshole now. It's also why she's bringing the Golden Company to help yeah shore yeah. up their her you know yeah, system her, while, yeah. while it's gone. Yeah, I, I think her, her um then she also the City Watch too, which is still available. Gonna be, in there's the gonna be some ending. awkward reunions with uh, oh my god uh, between Jamie and Daenerys. Hey, I killed your dad and Jamie and and uh, Bran. The Three Eyed Raven just sucked out all his social skills, and now he's just like, I'm the Three Eyed Raven. I'm a, I don't. I don't, I'm oh, a computer. I'm sorry, hey, sorry about sorry about throwing you out the window. Uh, I don't care. I'm the Three Eyed Raven. He's a little distracted, seeing the entire <laughs> world. Seeing the entire world. I know you pushed me out the window, Jamie. I know you did it. But he doesn't care anymore. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't give a shit. It's I like he's it. so he's just he's mega mind now. I'm the Three Eyed Raven. Yeah, it's gonna be weird. Um, yeah. So we're we're running down to it. So one last real question: Will we get the Clickane Bowl? Yes, I think. Yeah, they, <laughs> they had their like. It was you know when boxers weigh in and they like face each other. Yeah, they had that in the last season of them just like getting face to face, being like, "Oh, you know who's coming for you." I, I think it's obviously gonna happen. I think the Hound wins. I hopefully. I don't, I don't know. know. I feel like he could get. He, he might could, die. He could but get Oberyn's like. Win yeah. the fight and then he knows his body too well. I feel like I could see him more like doing a mutual casualty thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. But that. but interesting question though. Kyburn bringing what? Uh, bringing the elder of the two more or less back to life raises interesting questions how do you about that what the, the fuck yeah. did he do and how does that relate to the army of the dead yeah. like, i think he got a lot of new ideas when he saw i mean he definitely got a boner when he picked up the oh yeah and he <laughs> was like he's like oh my god look at dead it's great i, I, oh, <laughs> I think yeah. if we each had a drink for the number of creepy disturbing levels Kyber of arousal <laughs> that Kyburn has had in the show we would 
dead of alcohol poisoning before this today. I think so. It's a new drinking. Every time, every time, maybe the hound is like mortally wounded, but then he kill, he puts one, he puts a dragon glass dagger through his eye, and because he's an undead, whatever he self combusts. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Or somebody I just mean, lights not, him on fire a little bit. A white, <laughs> he turns, into a, he turns into a Roman candle because apparently they're like, if you're even near near fire, they're just yeah, it's like they're highly yeah. combustible. Which is also the like, why have they not been like, oh, we should have a bunch of wildfire up north. That'd be great. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, that would hopefully be a reasonably pragmatic move going forward. I think but, the wildfire. Yeah. There's been, um, but they may have used it all up on like blowing well, no, up half the damn city of King's Landing. That was just they didn't though, because that was just under yeah these people the set. There's it's all over the city, Which, and there's been a lot of like I was, the Red Keep saying there's there, there like Daenerys' vision in the House of the Undying was like a burnt out Red Keep with like snowfall. Yeah. Mm. So probably that's gonna go off at some point, and the city's gonna burn. Or it could just be symbolic of like yeah, or the House of Undying's bullshit. Yeah. Why is it bullshit? I mean, they could be. I don't know. I mean, it's it, a vision. It, it, it's a vision. I think that, that could just be yeah. symbolic of like the lack of like Lex a strong believes, leadership in uh, in King's Landing and you're drinking like, up that shade of the evening. Winter is coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lex anyway. isn't really Lex. He's going to pull off his face any moment now. He's actually a White Walker. Daywalker. Daywalker. <laughs> Damn it all. <laughs> The key is just to fight I, the army I, of the dead during the day. I, I mean, they'll get a sunburn. <laughs> <laughs> you fooled us for a long time. Anywho, um, so I'll I get my my basket of faces. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Like, that was, that was the worst. The worst prop. The worst like prop thing was when uh, I guess Sansa like snuck into Aya's room. Found the faces. It, it's like a party city mask. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just like in her, it was just like such a fake rubber thing. There was like nothing. <laughs> It's like, come on, come on, guys. You wasted all your money on the, on the CGI dragons and the Dothraki and everything. But he's like, will we but see ghosts? Because they afford ghosts. But that's also really a, oh, one of those, like, on the face of it. Oh. Hey, <laughs> Rob. Anyway, we've gone too long. I did that to hurt you all. Yeah, you did. And it worked. It yep. Worked. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, maybe we'll do one after the season ends. We'll see. Anywho, uh, that was almost dramatic. Thanks, guys. Bon voyage. Follow Mogolis.